Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. Hey, neighbors. When I say multi-effects in this context, I'm not speaking of a neural quad cortex or a Kemper. Those high-end profilers do effects, but their primary design model is amplifier and cabinet simulation, as well as being able to build profiles for such devices. At the high end, think Line 6 Helix or the Helix LT. Although, to be fair, in terms of price point, let's consider tools like the Helix FX or the Headrush, or some of the significant variety of units appearing at eye-widening price points in the marketplace. A multi-effects unit is designed first for live play, primarily into an amplifier, although new units can go right into the computer or direct to the recording interface. The device provides a series of banks or collection of patches, with each patch containing some number of effects pedal deliverables and some even do amp and cab simulations. The idea behind a multi-effect unit is simplicity in setup and an overall cost reduction. If you spend $150 for a decent noise gate, and then you spend $200 on a decent overdrive, and then you get another delay for around $300, well, you're in for about $650, and every additional piece that you want to add to your kit adds more money. A multi-effector puts all this in a single unit, all at one price point, while adding pretty much any type of effects pedal that you would want to consider being already there. For some people, there's the joy and perceived value of chasing a vintage or unique tone. Well, for others, that's just work that gets in the way of actually playing. Where you fit on that continuum is entirely up to you. But if you're still not sure, let's consider some pros and cons and we're going to start talking about pros and cons for multi-effects units because that's the primary topic of this episode. On the pros side, if you can conceive of an effect or you can buy a standalone pedal, your odds of finding a multi-effects unit that does that effect are superb. Most units offer a selection of options as if you own multiple different pedals of similar function. Think of something along the lines of a whole box of different overdrives. I mean... Really, many of us are already there, right? Oh, I want reverb. Well, it's built in. Well, I want delay. In fact, I want different kinds of delay. Well, that's okay. They're built in. Modulation? Yeah, I've got that. Pitch shifting? Mm, yeah, got that too. Make your list of effects pedals, and you're probably going to find that what you want already exists in the multi-effector. When the original graphical user interface was designed back at Xerox Park. One of the outcomes that was really integral to the concept is that once you learned one application, you'd have 20 to 30% of the basics for every other app. Continuity of user interface. This is proven accurate on both Windows and Macintosh. This shortening and flattening of the learning curve makes you simpler and faster by moving past the complexity of learning what the knobs do, particularly those knobs that have cookie naming and you get to make music more quickly. That's a plus. When you're using a multi-effects unit, your cabling does not need to look like a rat's nest. It could be as simple as one cable in, one cable out, and that works a charm, 
without the need for a plethora of short patch cables and a bunch of power supplies. Many multi-effect units even support the four cable method, so you can determine which effects come in front of the preamp and which enter the chain post-preamp. While send and return can still sometimes create confusion for some folks, you're going to get to functionality very, very quickly with a multi-effects unit. Do you play gigs? Transport becomes easy. You put your multi-effects unit and your cables in your backpack. Everything goes with you in a small and portable model. There are no big pedal boards, no fighting with Velcro, and fast setup and fast teardown are a reality. A simpler rig means that you are less likely to lose or forget something at some point in the transit. Reordering your effects in a multi-effects unit could not be simpler. Many multi-effects units have a simple point-and-click interface. Take this and put it here. That's brilliant, and it's extremely easy to use. Many multi-effects units have stompbox mode, so you can treat your multi-effects unit as if it were a traditional pedal board if the patch and bank model is not the way you want to go. This level of flexibility allows you to play the way that you want to play. Next, let's look at some cons. Well, your multi-effects unit may not sound exactly like your vintage Electroharmonics Electric Mistress Flanger, or whatever pedal. If you cannot find an effect in the box that is the multi-effector that you like, you can always loop a dedicated pedal in, but if you find you have to do this more than once, then you're going to give up on some of that simplicity. So, a con is that you work with the effects that are built in. All multi-effects units use CPUs and memory for their work. If you load up a bunch of complex effects, you may find that you don't have enough options in terms of CPU power to load yet another complex effect. And most manufacturers don't have a good model to calculate when you're going to run out of horsepower. You find out when you do. I've proven this to be true on a Helix. And when I reached out to the nice folks at Line 6, who were super responsive, they couldn't tell me of a tool that I could use in advance to tell me when I was going to push the unit past the wall. As an aside, I find that sad. My first multi-effects unit was a Digitech 2112, and I could use that still if it had not died of some ailment. It was that good. It used proprietary CPUs. They called them S-Discs, and each effect identified how much S-Disc it would need. Maybe some other multi-effects units that I don't know of today do this as well. But I believe all multi-effectors should tell you how you're consuming power and when you're going to hit the wall. Another con is that if your multi-effects unit dies, all your effects are gone. So a gigging musician needs to think about fault tolerance and recovery when going from show to show. Fortunately, because these units are relatively inexpensive these days, most gigging musicians simply get two. And as a consequence, they'll have one that is their primary and a secondary that's an exact mirror copy, a backup, and they can easily switch from one to the other, even in show. One of the things that you want to look at when looking at a multi-effector is the construction. Sometimes that construction may leave you wanting more. Plastic isn't built for day-in, day-out use. So if you want that tougher build, you may need to spend a bit more. If you want better quality, noise-free switching and rotary pots that don't accumulate gunk, you might need to spend a little bit more money. 
However, I must say I'm stunned by what we get for the dollar in multi-effectors today. Nonetheless, it's a consideration. One of the other cons that you may want to think about is that if you're switching from stomp box mode to bank or preset mode, it may involve some tap dancing. Each interface is different on each different multi-effector. Once you learn how to do it, it's not that big a deal, but you might find it to be problematic until you get good at it. Now, if we take a look at our more traditional stomp box pedals, we can do the same thing in terms of pros and cons. Let's start with pros. Whatever sound you want, it exists. There are so many options from as few as half a dozen per particular tone to more than you would really care to count. The value proposition in traditional stomp box is flexibility. There are more options than you could possibly ever use or more likely actually afford to pay for. Another pro to stomp box is that different guitars and pickups will react differently with different pedals. So some players have boards that have pedals selected for a specific guitar when they play it. It also allows for in the installation of multiple versions of the same effect with the settings taped or knocked in place. So in switching from song to song, it's really easy to pick up where you want to go. Most every pedal that we'll find today runs off nine volts and most will use a nine volt power adapter. So supplying power is simple, if not a bit busy in terms of cabling. Some pedals will even get more headroom out of higher voltage. And in this case with a stomp box, you can choose how much power to feed them. And in some cases, you may even choose to starve them some power in order to get some specific tones. This is something that we find with stomp boxes that are built to replicate those old fuzz boxes from the 60s. Pedal order is pretty flexible based on placement because you can simply recable. A, a pedal, once it's connected, is in the pedal loop. This is an overall good thing. People say, well, I worry about everything being in the loop at once and noise and blah, 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 blah. But the more likely consideration is that you've been futzing around, you get to play a tune and there's no sound. By having everything in the loop, you're unlikely to end up on a road to nowhere because you can actually see the connections in real time. Now there are cons to pedals. The first con is the cost because every pedal has its own price. And the more pedals you have, the more investment you're making. Physically reordering pedals, while I say you can reorder them, physically reordering them is a pain in the butt. And cabling becomes a rat's nest with each order change. If you need to change the pedal order from song to song, that's really time consuming unless you're spending money on a switcher. And in fact, without a proper switcher, like a GigRig G3, managing the order, controlling what is serial, what is parallel path, and your cabling order is a messy, messy job. I'm not saying you shouldn't consider a GigRig if you're a stomp box person. In fact, I think the GigRig is an amazing tool. But if you're going to use regular stomp box pedals, you're going to need to budget for a switcher if you're working at that level of sophistication. Individual pedals add up to provide the functionality of that multifunction, again, are going to cost you more, even if you go for low cost, no name pedals. So that's another consideration. So even if you're not spending money on the high brand name individual stomp boxes, you probably can't get all the functionality out of individual pedals that you get out of a multi-effector. 
depending on the quality of the build of the individual pedal, you may find yourself in a very poor signal-to-noise ratio situation with lots of hiss and fizz. Nailing down and fixing the root cause can take a long time and can be very frustrating. As we see, there are pros and cons to both multi-effectors and to traditional stomp box pedal boards. However, I would encourage you as a musician that it's not 1969. Right now, as I record this, it's Thanksgiving, Canada in 2022, and the quality of sound and flexibility and agility that we can get out of these multi-effectors without spending, you know, even a thousand bucks. In fact, we can get there for well under a thousand dollars these days. Man, we can get an incredible amount of flexibility, high levels of agility at a very, very low cost per tone level. Now, if you don't use a particular effect, okay, fair enough, you don't use it. But what I've found over time is that a multi-effector that has everything built in might encourage you to try something you've never tried before. And that willingness and ease of use of trying something new may take you down a new path. And that's certainly going to be easier than, you know, going down the road and trying to find a place where you can addition that new pedal and then buy it and bring it home and try it in your rig and then find out, yeah, no, it didn't work out. I got to send it back or whatever. So there are reasons for you as a musician to consider multi-effectors that may not have been valid even two years ago. Of course, it's your dime. You choose which way you want to go. But maybe instead of saying, no, multi-effector is bad, I want to stick to plain old pedals and regular amplifiers, maybe it's the time to try something different. Maybe you might find a multi-effector does exactly what you need it to do. As always, thanks for listening. Please consider subscribing to the articles and to this podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted. Until next time, peace.